When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to another edition of Ball Don't Lie right here on 1049 The Horn. Yeah, we got the full Monty for you. Damn good show planned for you as well. We'll talk about the NBA Finals. They are upon us. Uh, we got a lot to get into. We'll have a discussion, a big man discussion on the show uh, about Nikola Jokic and where he stands all time. We'll also get into some NFL news notes and nuggets. We'll talk about the Cowboys, Mike McCarthy's comments about DeAndre Hopkins, and uh, we'll also get into Aaron Rodgers reportedly uh, had a, uh, a coup of sorts planned with the Green Bay Packers. We'll talk about that. The Brady conspiracy theory grows stronger. Also, we'll uh, get into Texas basketball. Great news for Texas basketball. Dylan Mitchell returning to the 40 Acres. CDC was on with Paul Feinbaum. We got some audio from that. We'll play a little bit later on in the 4 o'clock. And Texas baseball tomorrow with a big matchup versus the Raging Cajuns. And we'll break it down with my man Hardball Hards right here on Ball Don't Lie. Before we do, let's introduce you to the rest of the crew. He was a second-round pick for the Montreal Luxembourg, but a first-round pick for the Austin Radio Network. He originally committed to the University of Texas, but decided to forego the 40 acres and chase his dream in the cheese. Pimping ain't easy, but for this man, it's a breeze. Ladies and gentlemen, Mike hardball Hart. What's going on, brother? What it do, what it do. We are closer to the weekend. We are closer to the University of Texas baseball team getting back into action and trying to wipe that nasty taste out they mouth. I don't even know how you mm-hmm. wipe it out, but I know you want to get it out. Oh, yeah. So I can't wait for that mm-hmm. to happen tomorrow, but we're going to talk so much <laughs> about this basketball. For the, We're going to talk about University of Texas getting a player That's back right. and all them haters that were after Rodney. <laughs> how you like me now? That's what Rodney's saying to you, but he's keeping it on the low low. But mm-hmm. let me talk about my man that sits across from me every day. He hails from H-Town with the get down. He's a lifetime Longhorn and a proud card-carrying member of DBU. Legendary lifetime and now college football Hall of Fame Longhorn Derek Johnson said he was the best cover corner he had ever seen. He's a former NFL DB that still has that passion for film study, but he's not a fan of white condiments. But, of course, he is a fan of you, the listeners. He is my man and yours, Rod Babers. I appreciate the intro as always. Let's not waste any time introducing the real MVP, one of the hardest working members of the ARN family. He's got a hustler spirit, period. We don't know what he's paid, but we're pretty sure that he's underpaid. It's Patrick Davis, y'all. What's going on? Patrick. Oh man, good news on Texas basketball, and I got finals action tonight. I'm feeling good. 
Uh, feeling good. Yeah, we'll break down this finals, of course. And, yes, we will talk about uh, Dylan Mitchell uh, returning to uh, the 40 Acres. We'll get into that at the top of the 4 o'clock. We'll basically go behind the burnt orange curtain, talk some Texas basketball with that Dylan Mitchell story. Also, uh, hear from CDC. He was on with Paul Feinbaum because he's attending the spring meetings for the SEC, as, as they will be a future. Texas will be a future member of the SEC. So we'll, we'll hear some of that audio as well. And we'll hear from my man, Hardball Harsh, and talk some Texas baseball because they got a huge matchup. Uh, you could just say the biggest game of the season. Uh, from this point on, every Hello. game is the biggest game of the season mm-hmm. uh, for Texas baseball facing uh, Louisiana, the Raging Cajun. So we'll get into all of that, top of the four and top of the six o'clock. We'll go behind the burnt orange curtain, uh, but we'll start off talking NBA. Lots of NBA stories. As a matter of fact, uh, Monty Williams has a new head coaching Ooh. gig. We'll get into that. Yes. And Joe Mazzula, safe. He is safe. Uh, reportedly, uh, it has already been uh, stated that uh, Brad Stevens says that it's, it's all good. That mm-hmm. Joe Mazzulla will be retained as the head coach of the Boston Celtics. So we'll talk about That's that. That's because Brad Stevenson. I mean, Brad Stevens almost got fired his doggone self, so he understands <laughs> what it's about. Everybody's safe here, guys. No, exactly. fired. Whoa, 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 whoa. Nobody's getting fired no, around we're here. We're good, buddy. Don't use that F word. Use we the other F word, not that one. Yeah, yeah. No, we're good. I agree with you on that. He doesn't want to start yet because the head coach gets fired. The next person after that is his boss, and, no of doubt. course, that would be Brad Stevens. All right, uh, you can be a part of these uh, show. You're the most important part of it. You're the heartbeat of it, the pulse of it. Specs text line, 512-337-3776. You can also hit us up via Twitter. Hard is at Hardball Hard in the Twitterverse. My man Patrick Davis at It's Patrick Davis. And I'm at Rod Babers in the Twitterverse. Um, all right, before we get into this NBA matchup, um, Hard, do you want to um, air your grievance about whoever has put the televisions on um, Nickel? Was it on Nickelodeon? It was on Nickelodeon okay. and <clears throat> BBC. Okay, now B- I understand. Bucky is probably the most likely culprit here. This angle right here tells me everything because there's only a few people that right sit point. in this spot. You, you guys were not here earlier and know who the special guest in studio was for Light the Tower. Oh, Jeff had his daughter in. Ah, uh, that's it. Okay, yes. Then that then then that brought it all back. That's what. It now was. this so, TV. It, we, okay. I look, I love to blame Bucky for yes. things, but this, I, this, I believe that there was it. Now maybe Bucky <laughs> had it on, and she just came in and was like, "Well, I fit in perfectly here." <laughs> that Bucky is a too. great point. No, but Bucky usually is women's entertainment or and this was Star- Lifetime and this one was Hallmark. This yes. one was Star Trek. So. That I could been. say that is definitely a Bucky channel. I would yeah. definitely go there. <laughs> this one, very Buck-like. now I understand, so mm. I won't have to throw anybody under the bus because okay. we already went through the list. You just brought two of them. We had two of them in the conversation. The third one that sits in his chair is our man Chad Hastings. Yep. And Chad gave us the answer that we all thought it would be. I did not touch the TVs. I don't touch TVs. You don't come in. I'm and not touch a t- the TVs. I don't. I don't touch the TVs when I come in here. I touch the TV. Yeah, you. Because I yeah. want to make sure. Yeah. As we're talking about stuff and something pops up, breaking news, breaking news. I'm like, hey, there's something that's going on on what we're talking about in this topic. <laughs> so today we come in, and I'm like, we on Nickelodeon, <laughs> and I got kids. I understand it. Every time I walk in the house, my daughter's looking at me like. Dad, go watch TV over there because I'm already watching this. <laughs> and I'm like, kids are stubborn about yeah, their viewing because they're already in. And yeah, they're like, Dad's yeah. just now getting home, and yeah. they've been there for a while. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, okay, okay. But now when I walked in here today, threw me completely off. So I'm glad <laughs> that you pointed that out to me because. I was about to go in on Buck. No, um, no I don't think Nickelodeon was Bucky. Okay. Uh, no, Bucky is the guy that leaves it on like, <laughs> in the Lifetime, a Hallmark. Yeah, or especially around Christmas season. Women's yes, entertainment. Christmas season, season it's always on like Hallmark or Lifetime or one of those channels showing t- like cheesy Christmas yeah, movies. It'll be something eclectic. It won't be sports-related. Bucky's going to have not. it on something that's not sports-related, so I can yeah. easily see him as the BBC guy. But yeah. here's, a, this is the, here's my – I don't touch the TVs, but here's my belief on studio TVs. I've been doing this you know, a long time now. Because I've never touched the TVs and never been TVs in every studio I've worked in. But it's always people put, everybody wants to change the TVs, put them on. Some people like non sports related stuff. Some people like only sports related stuff. And that's, that's harsh. I think it should be like it's a toilet seat rule in your house. I think once you leave, you should put the TVs back on what, whatever, like sports related topics. Because it's a sports. It's a sports place. show. 
So you should just put it back on. That's kind of the default. Automatically. Like the, like the toilet seat being down. Yep. It's the default in the house when you share the house with the world. It's like, no, put the toilet seat back down. But the reason why the toilet seat wouldn't be put back down is because it's all men in here. No, no, but sometimes it's, it's, it's a toilet seat rule. Every man who's lived with a woman knows the toilet seat rule. Absolutely, 100%. All right, you know it. It's a toilet yeah. seat rule. Basically, it's it, toilet seat down. It's on sports. You want to change it, change it back to sports when Before you leave. Before you leave. That's right. That's what you should do. I'm down with that. That should be the rule. Yeah. Because yeah. it is know, a sports show. I, I do know it will throw me off sometimes because there will be a game on, like, ABC. And so you put it on ABC or a game on NBC or whatever. You put it on there at night. And then in the morning when people come in, they're like, why is it on? Why is it showing the view? And you're like, I don't know. There was a game. It was a game last was a night. Game on, yeah, but it just was, true. we left because the game was still that's on. That's a good point. Now, like that's tonight a, would be it. Special yeah. exceptions. That's a good point. That's tonight a would exception. be the night because the game exception. is on ABC. Yeah. Therefore, you might come in here mm. and find out. Some more shows on. <laughs> exactly. Which is fine. You, you might know, see the view. That's better than when we come in here and, like I said, it's on a Hallmark movie. <laughs> Or you say it's Star Trek. On. Yes, I'm I saw like, Star right, Trek today. You know, I'm like, low, what low is really going on? on. Yeah. Like, all right, yeah. You know, all you have to do is just turn them off, and then they'll be off for like a week until someone goes, I don't know how to turn these back on. I don't. <laughs> and I've done that, done that before, too. I don't, so I, say, I don't touch them because I don't ever want people to – because we always complain about them. What's wrong with the TV? Who lost the remote? What's the, and I, I, was, I always say, I never touch the TVs. Don't, don't even talk to me about it. Don't bring it here. I don't touch the TVs. I never have. Never yep. touched them. Uh, all right, let's get to the NBA Finals, gentlemen. Let's break this down. Uh, we got a lot of different angles that we – could come at but there is no question that the Miami Heat are trying to pull off one of the greatest upsets in NBA history there's no now they are an 8C the first 8C to reach the NBA finals since the Knicks did it but in 1999 mm-hmm. the strike shortened season shout out to the Spurs right. winner uh, uh, but how about this little stat for you so the Heat last time I uh, looked but it's gonna be different this was at DraftKings they were plus 320 to win the finals um, that would be the second. Uh, that would be the second biggest NBA Finals upset since 1969, if they can pull it off. Based on those odds, um, the biggest long shot to actually ever win. I think we all remember this one. Them damn Detroit Pistons. Yup. Two thousand. Two thousand four. Was that Chauncey Billups? Nobody saw that coming. Yeah. <laughs> the Lakers uh, in that series, 2004, they were, ooh, minus 700. Ooh, that's, that's some big dollars right there. No, sorry, yeah, yeah, minus 700, yeah. Wow. wow. Yeah, that's that's, that's big money right there. Um, and then they basically had the Pistons, I believe, that's where it started. And the teams, basically, yeah, they said it ended up at plus, yeah, plus 500. Mm. That's what the Pistons were on, on okay. the other end of it. So. Yeah. Either way, that's uh. This would be a huge. Just to give you a little perspective, this this would be a huge upset if it ends up happening. Uh, the second biggest since that 2004 Detroit team uh, mm. beat the Lakers. All right. Now the the, the thing because I've I've heard a lot of different comparisons uh, about you know this uh, David and Goliath <laughs> matchup here mm-hmm. because mo- I, I've I've heard a lot of sweeps. Hell, I think you were leaning sweep hard. I'm, I'm, dirt, I'm, I'm leaning gentleman. gentleman sweep. Gentleman sweep. Patrick's leaning sweep. I, I'm saying sweep if Jimmy Butler doesn't get mad. Uh, they, see, okay. I don't. I don't like. I don't like this Jimmy right now. This Jimmy right now is like the nice Jimmy. Nice Jimmy's like twenty two seven and eight is his line. I need mad Jimmy that's like 45, <laughs> 15, and twenty. That's that's the Jimmy I need. Now you remember a couple of years ago, Jimmy and the Heat did get into it with the Nuggets. Yeah. Yeah. Remember, it was um, there's actually video of this too. Jimmy saying this on the floor, but uh, there was an altercation November 8, 2021, that resulted in a suspension of Jokic and a fine for Butler. Jokic shoved Marquise Morris, who is you know yep. obviously long gone now, um, from behind, and that was like actually after a hard foul, so they were just getting into it. And then the Heat players got so upset that they actually a lot of those guys came on the floor because they thought it was kind of a cheap shot. And then Jimmy Butler can be seen saying, uh, bring your blank to the back. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then there was actually, and I, we don't know, the photo since has been, I don't know, people speculate that it's not real or whatever. But at one point, there was seen a photo of the Miami Heat waiting, uh, uh, waiting in the back, basically, 
for the Denver Nuggets, but uh, Jokic was ejected from the game as a result uh, and then received a one-game suspension. Uh, Morris I received, received a flagrant foul for it and a $50,000 fine, and Butler received a technical foul and a $30,000 fine for attempting to escalate the altercation and failing to comply with the NBA's security interview as part of the review process. And that's when so, we learned about uh, Jokic's brothers. Oh, that's right. That Good is point. when we so, found out who they were leading up to this situation. So because, hope, hopefully the brothers are there. No, they, you right. know they, oh, they, they've been there. They've they, been there. They don't ever leave him so, alone. So, Patrick, hopefully that's what you get. Hopefully now you Jimmy want that comes because because if he don't show up, Miami don't stand a chance. Right. I, I think I agree with if that. You're relying on, if you're relying on hot heat check Caleb Martin for this series to be a series, <laughs> I, that may not work. What, what, and have we, really, got, have we got news on Tyler Hero? He's I think not it's still, game one. I think it's still game three is yeah. the projection. Okay. So okay. in Miami would be the projection. But, but to that point, though, the, the really the only hope for the Heat, and they got a lot, a lot of things got to go their way. Can't just be one factor go their way. Jimmy's got to be on. But also, their three-point shooting's got to stay on. Yep. And it yep. cooled off a little bit at the end of the Eastern Conference Finals. So that's a little worrisome. But you're talking about a team, guys, that in these playoffs, they shot 39% from three-point range overall in the postseason, forty over 43% from three-point range versus Boston, 45% from three-point range versus the Bucks. That yeah. is unbelievable. As you said, that is that situation where you're looking at it and saying, how hot can we stay and what kind of pressure can we get put on the other team? Because we know what Denver is going to be. Yeah, Denver's. Gonna, I mean, Denver's <clears> the best offense in the NBA. I mean, yeah. the, But the, the thing that's staggering about the Miami Heat is this is not the team that they were in the regular season. I mean, they no, were thirty four percent three point shooting team in the regular season. That was twenty seventh best in the NBA, and they've had now the biggest jump in three point percentage for a team in NBA history from the regular season to the postseason. Yeah. <laughs> they hit 58% of their open three-pointers, wide-open three-pointers in the Houston Conference Finals. That If they are not hot from three-point range, it don't matter if they got Jimmy, playoff Jimmy, playoff Hemi. It don't matter. They got to be hot from three-point range in addition to having playoff Hemi. And then they got to have them both. And then you also got to look at the fact, too, when you look at this Miami Heat team, look at who they've defeated on this process. They beat it. They beat it. They beat the uh, Milwaukee Bucks in five games. Mm-hmm. They beat the New York Knicks in six games, and then they beat the Boston Celtics in seven games. So they've gone step by step to your point about the uh, the shooting percentage. But the other percentage is look at the the way that the teams that they beat. These were the number one, two, three ranked teams in the division, and they're the eight seed. Mm-hmm. And they were able to pull this off and go after and change careers, possibly, except for the fact that uh, Missoula is going to keep his job. All these other coaches, they might have been fired. I know <laughs> they're trying to get rid of Tibbs up there in New York. Mm-hmm. So you look at this team and you're like, man, they are resilient. They are here for the fight. But I'm with you. I don't think that they can make that work that, that much. If they're not hitting threes, and we'll get a good look at it early, if they're not hitting threes in that – that air uh, in Colorado starts setting on their chest, mm. that's going to be a problem. Yes, I think so. The rust versus the rest factor, we know that Denver is, I mean, they are way more rested than Miami. Um, and they're used, they're acclimated. That's their home court advantage. Yep. They haven't lost at home in the playoffs. And they've for been a home for a long time. And they've been home for yeah. a long time. <laughs> yeah. We do know that, that Miami went, like, they flew to Denver that night to try and start getting acclimated after beating Boston. Yeah. They flew straight to Denver because they knew. Hey man, we gotta try and get acclimated to the elevation as quickly as possible. Still gonna stay take hydrated. Them. Yeah. It still takes a minute, still but yeah, take it's, them about a week. It, or it's so, a, but, it's a yeah. better shot than one day there. No, I yeah. totally agree. The thing, this is actually, I don't know if you guys agree or disagree. I think this is actually Miami Heat's one of their best chances, if not their best chance to steal one is game one. Yeah, it, yeah. It, it honestly, and if it goes gentleman sweep, I I think it'll go gentleman sweep like 76ers, Allen Iverson versus the Lakers. They had that one well, game. They, 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 you got your won. one. That's they won. Yeah, you when got Jimmy your goes one. off and they they, yep. they kind of catch the I don't know, catch the my catch the Denver Nuggets a little sleepy because they yep. are a little yep. rusty. They haven't played basketball in a while, and they do have that first half where they're just trying to find their groove a little bit. And the Miami Heat just come out gangbusters. I could see that happening, but like I said, that rust factor yep. only lasts a half of basketball. It that's does. As, that's, as, that's, as, that's as long as you get with a team that is as elite as Denver is in so many ways offensively. Well, the other part, too, for me, is 
the coaching matchup. We've been giving Spo his love, oh, rightfully yeah. so. Spo's been bothering but me. we got to give Malone his love too. This is a tough, tough coach. And he he puts up with no nonsense. And Patrick, you brought this up the other day. He thinks they're the underdog. He I keeps mean, talking he well, like look, they're the underdog. He he doesn't think that. He knows how to portray it to his team and portray that, hey man, look at them saying that Jimmy Butler could be the best player in this series. Look at them saying that Miami's on a, a hot streak and, and everybody loves them. They don't even like you guys. You need to go out there. <laughs> like I, He knows ways to spin it. Mm-hmm. The Patriots were masters of this during their run as a dynasty, that they would come out and everybody goes, Tom Brady is the greatest player, player of all time, and the Patriots are going to win the Super Bowl, may win every game this season. They come out and go, no one believes in us. You go, <laughs> yeah. wait a minute. What, yeah. We just said you were the best. It's, ah, no one likes us. And so I that that's what Denver is going in with. Now, again, it's hard when you have to keep everyone away from social media and keep everyone away from trying to keep everybody away from getting their, in their own head for as long as a break they had because you just, you know, that means more time sitting at your house with your friends on the phone and with your phone in your hand where you can kind of look up and get in your own head about, oh, this is, they think that, like, for Jamal Murray, like, for him to not get too cocky and go, oh, no, I need to take more heat shot shots. I need to do more of that. That's where a game tonight you could get a little bit out of your own element just trying to, you know, reliving the glory days, (laughs) reliving those last matchups. Been trying to just be a dominant like that without playing fundamental basketball. But I think that these two coaches are going to get both their guys up and ready for it. And, I mean, I'll tell you tonight, I think a big one, if you're going to try and do it, is Miami's had those really big quarters, especially in some early upsets. Mm-hmm. I think yep. that third quarter is going to be huge for Miami coming out of the locker room. If they're able to step up out of the locker room and just kind of punch Denver in the mouth and stun them, that's how I think they can get a winning game one. Yeah, Denver is basically the best first quarter team in the playoffs, and Miami's been the best fourth quarter team in the playoffs. Miami's beat their base, their fourth, best fourth quarter team in the playoffs. They've outscored their opponents by sixteen point three points per one hundred possessions in the fourth quarter. Um, so that I agree with you. Third quarter might be a huge factor in the game, just coming out with those halftime adjustments. Uh, getting to uh, kind of another little nugget about this uh, this matchup. If you if you're adding up the seeds, you brought up the uh, the seeds, Harge. Yeah. Denver's opponents, their seeds add up to 27 combined. Uh, the seeds they've beaten two eights. Well, now the Miami Heat is another eight seed, but it'll be the second eight seed they face. Um, and then the Suns were a four seed, Lakers were a seven seed. That would be the highest total for an NBA champion. Um, the Spurs actually would be the next highest in 1999. Wow. For a, if they end up winning the title, but uh, of course they are considered to be. The favorite Pat, right now. Pat, Patrick over there smiling. No, because <laughs> he keeps mean. going to the Spurs. He's like, man, that's amazing how my Spurs I always said, setting up in these in conversations these for championships. Hey, do you, do you see how Jokic said that he wanted to be like Tim Duncan? This is it. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Did he say that? Yeah, no. He's he's he? he's been extremely complimentary to Tim Duncan the last few weeks. Oh, can we play this Robert Ory sound? A big shot, yep. Bob. Big I, shot, Bob. Big, <laughs> big shot, Bob. He was on. Uh, what has he done? <laughs> big shot, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> what is he doing? <laughs> um, okay, so obviously Robert Ory has played with the Rockets, played with the Spurs, played with the Lakers. Uh, big shot, Bob has gotten around, and he was on a show, a Showtime basketball podcast, and he was talking about the big men he's played with, and he made a um, a statement. That's uh, considered rather controversial in NBA circles right now. Here is Robert Ory, Big Shot Bob. All the other teams I played for, the one common denominator was great big men. Uh-huh. You know, think about it, Shaq, Tim Duncan, mm-hmm. and if you said right now, name the top five big men. I played with three of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who's so? Who's 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 who? You play with three of them. Well, Dream's Talk number one shit. by yeah, far. Okay. We, are, we don't like to talk. Nobody wants to talk about. I think you have these guys who are quiet. Mm-hmm. Think about it, Dream. You know. He's a really quiet guy. You can't get him to do much to say much. So we kind of kind of veer away from him. Mm. We don't talk about him. But to me, if you look at what he put together, you know, defensive player of the year, MVP in one season, mm-hmm. um, all-time leading shot blocker, you know, those things that you look at his his history and what he's done for the game and where he how he started the game. You know, this dude didn't play basketball growing up. Mm-hmm. Went to U of A. Where yeah. they want you think about it, we all went to college where they're going to teach you. You of age, they just rolled a ball out there and yeah. he went to work. And mm-hmm. so, I think what his body of work was just incredible. And he's just 
a good dude too, man. That's uh, what you have to think about, a good dude. And people don't understand, you play with all of them, so your opinion is valid. You've been on the court <laughs> with all one of them. With yeah, them. one with all yeah, of them, so them yeah, too. you yeah. got to respect that. All right, I'm not bringing that up to throw that in Patrick's face about the Tim Duncan thing. We can discuss that, but I really want to have the conversation about where Jokic now stands among all those great big men. It's weird that people don't bring him up already, and they probably should. He's already a two-time MVP after or if they win the title. I think we'll assume that they will. they got to start mentioning Jokic in those conversations. No question, right? That's, that's so funny that you brought this up because I was having this discussion just the other night about where do you put him in the big man discussion now. Right? It's, is it is it do we need to see him win the championship for him to be considered one of the best? Because of the fact, yes, we already know he's got the MVPs. I mm-hmm. get that. But has he won the championship? So if he wins this championship coming up and he does it in convincing fashion, he becomes the MVP, he does all of that, do you have to start now checking on where you're going to rank these people because of that? Because what we've seen has been dynamic. It's not flashy, as he said before. Like Robert Ory just said, we don't. these guys don't talk. These guys are real quiet, so you don't really say much. Tim Duncan, real quiet. Um, um, Shaq ain't quiet. Shaq is the one that's Shaq, not. <laughs> but a, a king. Kareem wasn't that quiet. He um, really was. He was really deliberate he, with his conversation. He was still. He was still pretty charismatic and outgoing. I mean, he was an actor, pretty much. Yeah. And did a lot of stuff. Yeah. So I, I would say you are. He's, he's kind of a mixture of both. But yeah, you're right. He, on the court, I don't know if he was considered to be that outgoing, charismatic. Yeah. Shaq was the one. Shaq totally was the one. The yeah, he was just um, uh, totally against the grain on everything. But you sit here. And you look at what the Joker has done, and you brought this up the other day, Rod. You're like, I want Jimmy to win because I don't want to hear Joker. Well, I just think he's a more compelling superstar. Right. He's more charismatic right. as a superstar. Joker right. doesn't. Joker's got a Mike Trout quality about him where he doesn't want That's a all, great of, point. all of the superstar. He's like, no, 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 you can have that. I just want to ball out yep. and be the greatest of all time at my craft and what I do. And it's like, yeah, I know, but there's a burden of being a superstar with that, that you actually got to be entertaining. You got to create some headlines. You got that, That's part of being an ambassador for yep. the sport. But there is no question. It, 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 look at this real quick, all right, about Jokic. Because we, we we should already be having a conversation about Jokic as one of the all-time greatest big men. But he's got to win the title to solidify it. But I can't wait till the narrative shifts. Listen to these numbers. So among players with at least 2,000 career playoff minutes, that's quite a bit of sample size, right? Jokic ranks 13th in both assists per game and rebounds per game. And that's not just counting big men. He's 13th in both assists per game and rebounds per game. No other player is in the top 30 in both stats. That's what I was – and that's not – Larry Bird is the closest, 22nd in assists, 32nd in rebounds, and Jokic is 6th in points per game among that group, averaging 27 points per game. Yeah. I mean, it's it's unbelievable. You no, start, it, look, it, it totally is unbelievable. And you, you, start, and you go look at it from another – how about another stat for you? Uh, among players with at least 1,000 career playoff shot attempts, Jokic ranks 2nd with 57% effective field goal percentage. Uh, field goal accuracy it's behind Dwight Howard. If you look at, let's go to another stat. You go look at clutch clutch shooters. He's made 15 of 32 attempts in the last three minutes of a playoff game with the score within three points, according to Stathead. That uh, that's 47 percent. That is fourth best among the 45 players who qualify with at least 30 such side attempts um, since 1996. If you go look at plus-minus, box plus-minus, offensive box plus-minus, only Michael Jordan (laughs) at 8.8 has a better playoff career box plus-minus than Nikola Jokic at 8.1, ahead of LeBron James at 7.5. We already should be. Look at PER, play efficiency rating. He's number one. He's number one. Yeah. 28.9. Yeah. Michael Jordan's 28.6 right behind him. And then LeBron James, 27.9 right behind him. Right. It is. But you got to win rings. He, he should already but that, be there. But he, that's he's the up thing. There, but you, you got to win, win rings. Because yep. it's all about can you put up stats while winning? Because we saw like SGA put up great stats tonight. No one's putting him in here a conversation or this year, but no one's putting him in a conversation with greats because you go, well, yeah, if you're on a losing team, you're going to put up more points. Now he's getting to that level. 
And then the other fact, he's done this for five years. For five years, he has been a really good player. Yeah. Akeem did it for like 13. Tim well, did it for 13, 14. Shaq yeah. did it for 13. No, you're right. So there is something to, well, yeah, but can you keep it going? He's only yeah. 28, so he very easily could. So he can start entering in this conversation, and if he wins a title, then you go, oh, man. Now, if he wins multiple, but Akeem won, Akeem won two, got two, Shaq won four, Tim won five. Yeah. So it, there is parts of it of how long can you go, how long can your dominance be out there, now he's on track again at 28 years old. He could very easily jump into this conversation. I think, I think and shout out to CB for finding the article about uh, about him idolizing Tim and saying Tim's the greatest of all time. That's because that's oh, really? a great person to, hmm. to judge your game after if you're looking for somebody whose not, game is not built on athleticism alone. Okay. So it is. I think he is very much entering into that conversation, and especially if they sweeped Miami, Ooh. you put him now. It's like, oh man. And I go, I've already seen the haters coming out, and it's like the easiest path to the finals ever. And you're like, man, they didn't pick it. They just they, they handled their business. They dominated whoever they put in front of them. Yeah. And they did. And they, not they only dominated. that, it wasn't their fault that some of these other teams did not excel as, the, as they thought yeah. they were going to. And, and also, it's a team where if they win this year, you'll see teams start to figure out, man, we have to figure out a way to guard them. Like we have to, it's it's what happened with Shaq, where you had to figure out a way to guard Shaq. When the Spurs, you had to figure out a way to guard the Spurs. You had to figure out a way to guard the Lakers. You had to figure out a way to guard the Celtics. Them, you have, there's teams that if you're there in your conference, oh yeah, the, you know, the only like way that. we're going to beat them is yeah. that we know how to stop him. So we need two big men now because all these teams started to go real small, and Jokic is eating on the small teams right now because they don't have big guys to put bodies on him, and that's what we're going to see with Miami tonight. They oh, don't have man. the bodies. I hate this this discussion. Uh, Asterisk on Akeem. No Jordan. No! No, you can say Asterisk on the titles. You can't say on his career. Uh, Let's spread the record. And by the way, there's no Asterisk. Well, no, it's stop not, throwing no, your no, Asterisk no, out. That's, that's hey, the whole thing. Stop throwing your Asterisk out. They're stupid. <laughs> asterisk on Jordan. If there's an Asterisk on the titles, there's an Asterisk on Hakeem. Asterisk on Jordan. Scotty Pippen was underpaid. You just said Jokic doesn't get in that conversation unless he has the titles. You got to get the titles to get inside the velvet rope. You gotta, and yeah. Hakeem, though he had the titles, he don't get inside the velvet rope. So he actually, doesn't, but if hey, you put an asterisk also, on those titles, you put an asterisk on the record, career. For the record, those teams could have beaten the Bulls. The, well, see, that's, because that the Bulls, the Bulls had to rebuild in those I know, two that's years. A different discussion, like I said, and I guess I, said, I don't want to have that discussion. They had to get rid of <laughs> We had that discussion a ton. Uh, we can have it in the offseason. Hey, man, if y'all, if y'all are still on Michael Jordan's job, get off. He hates you. <laughs> Just to let you know, yeah, he, he wouldn't talk about he you. He wouldn't let you near him unless you had hundred thousand dollars to bet him. Get off his job. <laughs> yeah. Frustrating. Try and talk no, NBA. Michael Jordan's the best. No asterisk. He wasn't playing. Come on. Yeah. Akeem was amazing. I'm a Spurs fan, and I have to admit how good Akeem was. Yeah, because he was just fun to. to watch. I enjoy watching Akeem highlights because he was so good. Yeah. Yes, uh, no, it's uh, the dream shake. It's an interesting uh, conversation with Big Shot Bob uh, saying Hakeem is the, the greatest big man in his opinion. He played with three of the top what t- top ten easily. Yeah. Like, yeah, some of the top. Five I will say he didn't like the Spurs. Huh? He didn't like the Spurs. He played yeah, there. But he was not a huge fan. His opinion of Tim Duncan. No, no, it does because his opinions of everything Spurs after he left has been pretty negative. Well, I mean, yeah. I, I'm not saying he's wrong. I'm saying his opinions on everything has been pretty much pro anti-negative or anti-Spurs. Well, right. and multiple interviews I've seen it. Okay, you have to defend the Spurs. I get it. All right, we're coming. <laughs> <laughs> he's got to. He's got to. He can't let. It's hey, just like me and the Cowboys. I'm gonna ride with him. I'm gonna ride with him. All right, we come back. We'll get to NFL news, notes, and nuggets. Uh, we'll talk about uh, Mike McCarthy's comments about DeAndre Hopkins and Aaron Rodgers uh, trying to get his GM fired, trying to pull a coup d'état. All of that and more mm-hmm. right here on Ball Don't Lie. One four nine horn. Some people call me the space cowboy, yeah, some call me the gangster of love, some people call me Maurice, cause I speak of the pompatists of love, people talk about me baby. All right, welcome back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. It is a new theme Thursday edition of Ball Don't Lie. That's when Patrick plays jams that's supposed to leave us clues and hints that lead us to the new theme of the day, uh, one of Hart's favorite songs. And yet, hmm, got nothing? We got NBA playoffs starting tonight. All right. And I'm going with that. Okay. Uh, I'm a winner. Can you, can, you give me, can you give me the name of the song? In the Space Cowboys? It's not Space Cowboys. What is it? The song is called The Joker. The Joker. Oh, the well Joker. Done. 
I'm a midnight. So you're right. It is NBA Finals related, but this is the Joker. So As this in, one is Jokic, Jokic, the Joker. So hold on. So what's the the other songs? They're are they all about finals the, related? Finals related. Finals related. You see, wow. if you can you can guess on each song how it's connected and Good get stuff. there. Yeah, that was well done. Yeah. Good stuff, Patrick. As always, that's why he's the ideal unair people. Uh, Spec sex lines. I'm glad you got it. So now we can open up. Now Spec we can sex open it back up. Five one two three three seven three seven seven six. That is pretty damn clever, actually. I don't know. I, this is this was this challenging. Divine songs. Look, I had nothing else, so I had it, but it's, we'll see. We'll see if you like the rest of them. Okay. <sighs> There's a lot. I mean. I'm trying to think. I'm like, so they're all going to be related to players or themes from uh, the finals? We'll see. We'll see as we go along. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. All right. So I'll now we got, we got, yeah, we got, we got an idea. We I got know, an idea. I'm, I'm intrigued. A new theme like Thursday. I appreciate that from Patrick. All right. Let's get to some uh, NFL news notes and nuggets, gentlemen. So the Athletic had a story from Matt Schneidman who claims in his story uh, and he basically he claims that he made a request uh, that Aaron Rodgers, excuse me, made a request through his agent. All right. To have <laughs> uh, Brian Gutkus, the GM, fired uh, while he was there um, right after they drafted Jordan Love. Uh, maybe a year after they drafted Jordan Love. They hint in this story. It was the 2021 offseason. Uh, the Athletic indicates that early in that offseason, Dunn contacted uh, Murphy, with Mark Murphy, the president of the Packers. And with a, he, he basically delivered an ultimatum from Aaron Rodgers or via uh, his agent, either fire Brian Gunkust or trade Aaron Rodgers. They essentially was the ultimatum. And I guess later on they decided to trade Aaron Rodgers. Apparently, it, it all does go back to the Jordan Love draft pick that initially upset uh, and dis uh, and made him disgruntled, if you will. And then it all it kept growing and growing and feast and fessy festering until even after he you know wins the MVP uh, or at least was the MVP was it twenty twenty one? Yeah, he won the so, MVP. So yeah, that season I guess he remember was, he went back to back. Yeah, so I, I imagine that's when he's feeling like he's got enough prodigious clout mm-hmm. to make that type of uh, bold move to pull a coup. It did not work though. The Packers stuck with their GM, Brian. Yeah, and, and rightfully so. I mean, the thing about Aaron Rodgers that is the most annoying is obviously he's an MVP type of player. We know that he can lead, but he doesn't. He doesn't win championships. He's won one championship. With all those MVPs, with all those opportunities, because he's been in those opportunities to go and win, and he hasn't. And everybody wants to be critical of the quarterback position. They want to be critical of of the way that things go. And everybody's fond of him as a player. Mm. But it seems like as an individual, he's not a good person to be around. I'm just saying from afar. I don't know him personally, so I can't say that. But I will say this. Listen, man, you have always shown something other than the ultimate leader. You're probably a leader when you show up, but you don't seem to be the leader that wants to bring people along. Now, he's in New York. He's there every day going to parties, going to events, making himself known to the people. And I heard him do an interview the other day, and he was talking about the fact, oh, yeah, man, I'm here because – when I was in Green Bay, I knew everything that was going on. Yeah, but your teammates didn't. <laughs> and you were quick to criticize them. But you weren't there to teach them, to guide them, to lead them in the right way. Mm. So that is why I've always had an issue whenever Aaron Rodgers, regardless of how great he is as a football player, he doesn't seem to understand that you. this is a team sport. You get individual awards, but as a team, you want everybody to be on your level, but you're not helping them get to that level. And it takes more than just the time we have at practice. And yeah. you know that. You know that personally. Yeah, I, no, I agree. I agree with all that. I do think that ultimately there's a, a toxic effect to having Aaron Rodgers on your squad because he is a very uh, self um, selfish <laughs> yes. and self-centered uh, superstar. But when he's motivated, 
Um, and usually he's motivated when he feels slighted, like somebody disrespected him. Or, I think he's motivated now. Uh, exactly, right? When he was uh, when he dropped in the draft and he was motivated because mm-hmm. he felt like he should have been drafted higher, uh, that Aaron Rodgers was committed to being the best quarterback in the league and at one point became that quarterback and a Super Bowl winning quarterback that's winning MVPs. And then after he got bored with football for the most part, started hanging out with Hollywood starlets and celebrities, and they drafted Jordan Love ahead of him, that's when he felt disrespected. Disrespected. Why would they draft a quarterback when they need to be drafting weapons? For me, uh, I'm the quarterback. I'm the franchise. Uh, and he felt, you know, slighted. And he went out there, and we saw the best Van Rodgers and won MVP. Once again, I do think he believes he's got a lot to prove, and he thinks people have counted him out, and they believe he's done. So the the thought is, you'll get the best Van Rodgers. You also get the worst of Aaron Rodgers. Yep. You're going to get all the the selfish tendencies. You'll get the the arrogance and all that stuff too. But hopefully, the good always the bad, right? It's the 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 hot to crazy ratio. Is yep. if she's crazier than she is hot, then it's time to move on. But as long as she is just as hot as she is crazy, or she's hotter than she is crazy, you can deal with it. We've all dealt with it. Yep. And that's Aaron Rodgers. Right now, I still think he's hotter than he is crazy. Yeah, and he definitely is hotter. He's hot. But he's definitely at that point now where he is trying to prove a point to what you said. He's motivated. Mm-hmm. He's been slighted. He got out of Green Bay, and now he's going to go back out there and show everybody. See, y'all messed up. Y'all should have fired him. And now look what y'all dealing with. Now y'all wanted Jordan Love. Go live your life. Be in love. <laughs> but now I'm about to be in New York partying it up. I'm out here seeing all the starlets. I love your Aaron Rodgers. Uh, <laughs> oh, he's out there. He's ready, man. He's ready. <laughs> um, all right, let, real quick before we uh, get into the flex here, uh, I love this story uh, from the Cowboys. So I, it comes from the Dallas Morning News, and you saw this, Harge. And uh, so apparently Mike McCarthy was asked about DeAndre Hopkins. Yep. This quote came from uh, the Dallas Morning News. And when he was asked about DeAndre Hopkins as a free agent, he said, quote, I really like the look of our group and he said there's uh nothing good that comes out of those answers hop is a hell of a talent though um but he said he likes their group how about this he come goes, on man it's the first time that the and by the way the cowboys are about to have 10 extra million in cap space so they'll probably get close to 20 million in cap space actually mm-hmm. so they can make some moves but i just found out that the cowboys now with this wide receiving core First time in franchise history, they've had three receivers on the roster that have all had a thousand yard season in their careers at least right. once. Right, man, Gallup's he, he has been hanging out with Jerry Jones too much, though. Who does Mike McCarthy? He said, "I like our guys." Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> he said it a different way, but he still yeah. said, "I like our guys." That's exactly what I got from it, Patrick. And I'm sitting there looking at it, like the and this is a, this is another opportunity that could possibly be passed up. That you have a chance to go get a playmaker because you know what's going to end up happening? Philly is going to say, you know what? Let's go get him. <laughs> Let's go make something happen because Philly <laughs> is not afraid to push the envelope. They are nuts. And that is why they've got a chance to play in the Super Bowl last year. This is one of the situations that we've been talking about for some time. Is like the Dallas Cowboys, I know that it may not be that one player. And we talked yesterday, mm-hmm. Rod, about how we thought that they had a great offseason. A lot of people looked at them, put them at number three in the offseason movements of what happened. But yet and still, I'm sitting there looking at it another way and saying, go make a move. It doesn't matter. Just go do it. They did. May too. Go get Stephon another Gilmore, one. You're a typical Cowboys fan. I said, make a move. They made two. Make another one. Make another one. <laughs> I need a home run higher. Like, you sound like my wife. I need like, another every one. Every time I do something, I'm like, I just did it. Well, here, I got something else to do. Well, I just did it. You're supposed to do that. You're well, supposed to do that. He's got, he's got that Janet Jackson. What have you done for me lately? <laughs> he really is. I really like, do. He's like, Because I was move, tired like, of looking at Philadelphia, make moves, and get – and get the results out of it. Now that, but Philly has they—they they are. I would say that's more in their character as an organization. With Howie Roseman, they make a lot of moves. In the Go season. get Howie, and they, you know that's a move. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the, this is one of the most active offseasons the Cowboys ever had. The Cowboys do not like free agency. They've said it over and over again. Catboy, Catboy, Catboy has always said you overspend in free agency, so they don't like it. They want. Me basically any type of acquisition or means of acquisition where they can get a bargain. 
They can get banged for their buck. Yep. That's the draft. That's undrafted free agents. And that is trades. They don't like free agency because they free agency. They believe you overpay in free agency. Can and they're right, play, by the way. Can they right. play running back? Because uh, <laughs> we need now, another yeah, running back. Dalvin Cook is what I want. Yes. If you want to make another move, but apparently he wants to go to Miami, reportedly. Of yeah, course. And Miami he's wants a, him. And, and he's Miami a Florida guy. They already got I mean, a track right. team down yeah. there. No, I mean, I, if you ask me who, whose offense don't want to play in Mike McCarthy or Mike or uh, yeah, Miami Daniels. I'm going to Mike Daniels. <laughs> that's, that's, that's a pretty a easy choice, too. right? That's a great point, too. Oh, but man. we need to put some respect on Big That's Mike's name. Point. No, I'm not. I'm just. I like Mike McDaniel's offense a lot. Oh, yeah. I love. So, Mike so that's if you're asking me. Mike McDaniel's beats out a lot of guys of offense who yeah, have won a play. I agree. Well, I agree. Yeah, no, I'm with you on that. That's a great point. If you had the chance to play for Mike McDaniel's or Mike McCarthy's offense, and one has won the Super Bowl yeah. and has got skins on the wall, but Mike McDaniel's, Mike McDaniel's just seems like more fun anyway. I mean, he's got vapes on the sideline. Yeah. games. Like, who? It was a pin. It was a Sharpie. Yeah. Uh, no. I, it was a Sharpie. No, I saw some. I saw some. A little smoke now, coming now, out. Now, I will yeah. say, I that's because he was having withdrawals, <laughs> but it was a Sharpie. Uh, oh, man. But yeah, I, I agree. I think I, I hope Dan, Dan, Dalvin Cook would like to play for the Cowboys or the Miami Dolphins. Me but too. That's the move they need to make. They need I haven't to, heard they nobody try to go get him yet. I haven't heard any other no. players reaching out. Well, because he wasn't released yet. Was he finally no. released today? No. Dalvin Cook? No. Yeah. So, he no, no, so they're, they because said, they know there's still teams out there, they're yeah. still looking to make a trade. Yeah. Because yeah. basically they said they were going to release him, and then everyone jumped up that they wanted Ears him. And they're like, up, and wait, they're like a yeah. wait a minute. That's what happens <laughs> when you, you talk out loud, for him. man. Yeah, you get something for him. Give us a fifth pick, right, fifth exactly. round or something fifth, for him. You can get something for Dalvin yeah. Cook, man. Dalvin Cook's a damn good back. Save us some money. Yeah. No, I. but I think for the Cowboys, man, he would put the offense over the top. DeAndre Hopkins – that helps, but your wide receiver room is loaded. I just gave you the stat. You do. I, mean, I, I will tell you this. This is another one. If you have some extra cap space and Dalvin Cook's not available, you can't always call Tennessee, even though they said no. they got zero phone calls for Derrick Henry. If they want to get rid of his $12.5 million in cap, and you say, we'll take twelve point five, we got the cap room. Wow. We'll take him in and, and we'll use him for the last couple of years and and once again have the most expensive way. running back room in the NFL. But it, I, <laughs> if you got to do it, you got to do it. Man. That would be no, no. But I don't disagree because the thunder and lightning element to yeah. uh, Derrick Henry and Tony Pollard. Mm-hmm. You may also have the best the best backfield in the NFL, and you're better for what you're gonna pay for. Over twenty two yeah. and a half million dollars, <laughs> exactly. And that's not including Deuce Vaughn uh, and whatever they gave Ronald yeah. Jones. No way. If you want to run the ball more, you better have a plan. And Derrick yep. Henry is a plan. Um, all right, uh, we'll come back. We'll get into the flex on the other side, right here on Ball Don't Lie, one four nine the horn. The Idillionaire, once again, has outdone himself on a new theme Thursday where he takes jams. Uh, and based on the selections that are played, uh, Harge and I are supposed to gather clues and hints, little breadcrumbs that lead us to the new theme of the day. And this one's all about the NBA Finals tonight. And all of the songs are uh, basically songs that are about a theme or a player or some type of um, storyline from the NBA Finals. And this one, Jim. Don't, you don't mess around with Jim. That's great. Jimmy. Jim Croce, right? I love that. Yeah. You yep. don't tug on Superman's cape. You don't spit in the wind. You don't pull the That's mask off the old Lone Ranger. Yep. And you don't mess around with Jim. That's great. There it is. That's that is a fantastic. lesson to the, the Denver Nuggets. Oh, yeah. Don't I like mess that. with Jim. <laughs> don't mess. That, that is. That's, they, that's, I guarantee you they're accepting fantastic. that challenge. Well, we know now that Jimmy Butler also a big fan of country music. So. Yeah. Turns out, you know, Jimmy Butler, he's got kind of a country music feel to it. Some old Jim Croce. Uh huh, man, that's that's great. I like that. No, was he talking about himself in there? I have no idea if he was. <laughs> Probably. Because <laughs> so that's, that's, you don't mess with Jim. So his name was Jimmy Top. Man, that's a press break. He I mean, he, he calls cooler. him Jim Walker earlier in the song. So uh, maybe, maybe he changed last Jim. name, but he was still. I, I never thought of Jim Croce as the guy you don't mess around with, but <laughs> who knows? <laughs> who knows? Uh, all right. Uh, well, the flex is also uh, something that you should mess around with because of the flex always got you covered when it comes to your high school sports here in the area. Go to flxatx.com, flxatx on all of your social 
media platforms. Last night's flex was loaded. I mean, oh it was a star-studded affair. Uh, they had uh, well, uh, Miles Coleman on. Yeah, Miles uh, Coleman was on. Miles Coleman was on, Coleman was on from Alex, Alex Foster. Foster on the safety. Miles Coleman is the wide receiver, kind of an offensive weapon, if you will. Yeah. Uh, but Alex Foster was on too, uh, who's the safety for Vandegrift. And they had the Adams boys on. Yep. Right? Deuce, uh, and, Deuce Eli. and Eli. And Deuce is, oh, he's, uh, he's the one that's going to Louisville. He's going to Louisville. Yeah. And that's Eli's a- still being recruited right now. Okay. And so it's funny because I reached out to Mike Adams yesterday and I said, Shout hey, out. man. Lifetime long one. I was like, hey, man, where your boys at right now? He's like, I don't know. I've been looking for him. I was like, well, turn on the radio because they're about to be on the radio. He didn't even he didn't know. Because know? Eli- oh. I asked him, I said, does your dad know where y'all at? No, we didn't even tell him we was coming over here. Man, so. there you go. Got, they got independence. <laughs> That's right. That's uh, right. But, yeah, man, Lifetime Longhorn Mike Adams, uh, good people, man. I hung yep. out with Mike when I went back to school. Uh, and, obviously, doing really good. Uh, no now, doubt. got a new home got a new as home. the offensive coordinator over there at Vandegrift. Vandegrift. So, Vandegrift's making some moves. Major. Major moves. Uh, Don't forget Jacob Henry's. Jacob Henry's now transferred over there too, and the Adams uh, boys have transferred over there. Uh, Coach Adams now talked about lifetime long with Mike Adams now uh, added to the coaching staff, and I've been talking about Alex Foster. Man, he plays the game like a machine. That's your guy, dude. He's he's a he's a really good player, and to be so young. Yes, I mean I think he's probably like the twenty twenty four. No doubt. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah, he graduated next year. So yeah. is Miles Coleman. So yeah. is Deuce. So yeah, they got a lot of talent. They got a lot of talent. Expecting, so is Jacob. Yeah, expecting yeah. big things about uh, from Vandergriff this year, man. Uh, all right, so go to flxatx.com, flxatx on all of your social media platforms. Speaking of the flex, you got a special guest coming up for us in Harsh Knock Life. That's right. right. We're going to have the head, head coach of the Westlake Chaparrales, JT Blair. He will be previewing <laughs> the big game that starts tonight, the big series that starts tonight against um, uh, San Antonio Johnson. San Antonio Johnson is trying to become district champion in Austin area because they knocked out Bowie, they knocked out Lake Travis, and mm-hmm. now they're headed to take on Westlake. That starts tonight. It will be a 7 o'clock first pitch <laughs> right across the street at Westlake. <laughs> they're saying, hey, we should be in the flex exactly. area. Exactly. We should <laughs> as, be part of this many, flex As many flex teams as we beat. <laughs> That's right. And a special shout-out to Rouse as they take on Bernie Champion tonight at 7 o'clock as well. And shout out to the Taylor Ducks. They won last night against China Spring, Ooh. three to nothing. They will be playing game two today. Okay, Taylor. Yep, Taylor's doing their thing. Yeah, they they quack are. quacking over there. All right, I like that. And right. They're trying to rough get the duck off the back. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> I like it. that. Uh, yeah, see, got a got a fan over here. There Taylor. it is. Proud Taylor fans, y'all should be. All yep. right, uh, we'll get into um, some uh, more flex. Like I said, when we come up to Harsh Knock Life coming up at four thirty. You don't want to miss that, Coach JT Blair. He's got he. He's intense. He is very intense. <laughs> he is intense. Uh, we like that's why, that, and that's why that baseball program is is really damn good too. Uh, all right, so we'll get into that. We will come back. We'll talk Texas basketball, Texas football, and Texas baseball. We go behind the burnt orange curtain. We'll preview Texas baseball's matchup versus Louisiana. Dylan Mitchell returning for Texas basketball. We'll discuss that as well. And CDC, the athletic director, uh, went on Paul Feinbaum, and we'll uh, hear from that uh, hear that audio from Paul Feinbaum and talk some Texas football as well. All of that and more right here on Ball Don't Lie. We're Four nine to one.